But to see an Olympic moment like that will live with with you forever. Whoever saw it, the tears, the tears welling up. Honestly, these games have produced so many surprises, none bigger than the dead heat in the men's high jump. Occasionally there are dead heats in the men's high jump. It was terrific to see it at the Olympic level when Italian Tamberi, G full stop and Qatari Barshim, M full, M full stop, got 237 and they called it quits and they shared the top prize at the top step of the podium. Aussie speedster Rowan Browning dipped out in the 100 metres, uh, in sec- fifth in the second semi. A poor start cost him, but the French-speaking lawyer bought it home. Did he what? Emma McKeon wins seven at the Games, the first woman to bag seven and the second athlete in any sport to do likewise. It was, uh, it was a time. It was a time. Speaking of the pool, what surprised was Team GB in the wet. Best medal haul since 1908. Don't know what they're doing right, but I wish they'd stop. Enough said, no need, no need to dwell. Speaking of Team GB, uh, Charlotte Worthington in the BMX Gold did a 360 backflip, which has never been seen before at BMX uh, in a high-quality competition. It's uh, You don't want to see it, really. It is vomit-inducing, nervous-wise. Elsewhere, Rojas, come a wifeful stop from Venezuela, set a new world record in the women's glamour event, the triple jump, leaping 15.67 metres. That's slightly further than I can run. I don't know about you. And a must I have competition ahead right across Olympic Central as the shutters go up on the pool. The track cycling lurches onto the agenda. And now... Let's free from the leash on game 10. A man who jagged a rare treble on his TAB app overnight. He had Italy to take the Eurovision title. Tick. He had Italy to snare Euro 2020 crown. Tick. And he had Lamont Marcel Jacobs to score in the 100 metres. Tick. It was a molly that played. It was an old-fashioned exploder. Uh, he did incidentally have a quaddy in mind, which included the Italian high jumper Tamberi, but swerved at the last moment. Sadly, that icing on top of the exploded... Well, he saved that for another time. The man with the, in the payout queue with his hand out is rampaging Roy Slavin. What highlights have got your eye overnight, Shintaro? Yes, thank you very much, uh, Konnichiwa, Ichi-san, and Konnichiwa, Australia-san. As you say, our greatest day. I spent a little bit of time last night with Matt Weir our laser hero. Uh, just had to, uh, you know, stay afloat yesterday to uh, to claim gold, and he did with a plum. What a pro! I told him it's the most professional exhibition of uh, laser sailing I've ever seen in my life. How do you respond? Yeah, he he said thank you very much, Roy. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I do try my best, and it showed. It, it showed. I just thought that was fantastic. What about those kookaburras, eh? Defeated their nemesis, that is the Netherlands, who might have taken us out in Rio. Well, we got back at them. Yesterday, in that penalty shootout, we really put it up to them. What about them boomers, eh? Destined for the semi-finals. Uh, bugger all Bogart, whom I listen to very, very rarely, only when the boomers are, you know, out there performing. That's when I listen to him. Bogart thinks uh, it'll be uh, the USA, France, Spain and us in the semi-finals. I hope for once in his life he's right. Uh, now... Do the uh, Matildas now have what they're calling the it factor as we take on Sweden, I think, later this evening? I'm really looking forward to this. I think we do have the it factor. I don't know. Uh, I think Sweden might have bashed us up before. But I think uh, it's time for retribution. And uh, just looking at uh, the way those uh, Matildas are presenting themselves, I think the Swedes will be very, very fearful of what's going to go on. Can I just uh, spend a moment, HG, just to congratulate... Um, our friends across the ditch, uh, New Zealand, who are doing 
marvellously well uh, at the moment with four gold, three silver and four bronze. Um, they've got some heroes, had she. Uh, Emma Twig was gold in the single skulls. And uh, I, I sent a congratulatory uh, note to uh, Emma Twig. Uh, Grace Prendergast and Kerry Gowler, gold in the Coxless Pairs. Uh, tremendous Ooh. performance from uh, the pair of them. And uh, let's not forget those, the uh, men's eights, uh, including McIntosh and Bond and Murray and Brakes and Williamson and Wilson and Kirkham and MacDonald. Coxed, of course, by Bosworth, who did a terrific call. Uh, and, of course, the Black Ferns, the Women's Rugby Sevens, took out gold as well, and we send our congratulations to them. I, I'd just like to put it in uh, a little bit of context. Um, if you look at um, our gentle, shy, humble, golden wonder, that's Emma McKeon. Five gold, two silver and four bronze. So she's performed more and more with more success than a whole nation. And, Roy, just before you go on, can you notice that Emma and the New Zealand medal tally, if you add them all up, what do you get? 11. Yeah, I know. Scary, I know. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they think we make this stuff up. Well, we, oh, we, could we? No, we don't. Uh, the other great news, HG, is that Lyndon Hall this afternoon has qualified for the 1500 semi, uh, which I think will be later on this evening, and I certainly look forward to that. What a great Australian she is as well. All Australians should be proud of what all Australians are doing here in Tokyo. And as people have said to me again this morning as I went down to have breakfast in the hotel, Oh, Roy, Australia, Seiko. You are there with the pole in hand and the bar set at gold medal height. It's time to shine on dodging Armageddon. You know, comparisons are always odious, aren't they, Roy? They are. Say Australia, New Zealand. Yes. I mean, uh, yeah. you know. Emma, Is this New Zealand's best year? I suspect it might be. It could be. Could be. Yeah. And that speaks to that uh, idea that I've been putting about mm. is that the spread of metals, yes. something's going on. Is it because America's not... Globalisation, so I think. Oh, globalisation. globalisation. Everybody's got a boat. Everybody's, everybody's got, got access pool. to everything these days, haven't they? I mean, if you've got the internet, which a lot of people have, then you can do- download how to, how to run 1500, you know, how to, how do to run laser, a boat. how to make a laser boat, all of this sort of stuff. It's all there. It's all there, and it's even things up so that even, you know, a country like New Zealand, it... I know. Can sometimes fluke. (laughs) Yeah, fluke a gold. Now, in 56, we go back to 56, which is our best ever in the pool. There were only 13 events. Yes. And we got eight medals. Yeah, that puts it in context. Yeah, I know. Of course, the Murray Rose, Murray Who, uh, was there. And uh, now, this year, 2021, 35 events, and we got nine gold. Yeah. Now, Yeah. Yeah, we're going backwards. Is that what you're saying? Well,. I don't think we're going backwards. No, I don't. Of course no. I don't. No. Um, look, where where I don't like it, though, is Team GB. I mean... Oh, you know, I know you hate Team GB. Yeah, especially yeah. in the pool. Yeah, well, they're, they're hated everywhere they yeah. go. I know, I know. They're disliked. Yeah. Now, the uh, can I point out, I was dubious about their BMX bikes, but I thought that uh, exhibition gold yes. competition was first class. It was first, first class, class, wasn't it? And gave you a lot of thrills. It, it was, was so artistic. <laughs> Wasn't it artistic? Well, the I, things I, that bloke can do on a bike. I, I know. Now, hmm. the next bit is this is where it gets a bit tricky. Logan has had his own skate park in his backyard since 2019. No way. But a month out from the Tokyo Games, he and his mate Jason Watts, yes. another pro BMX rider, yes. who sidelines as a carpenter, finished a like for like replica yes. of the skate arena that they skated in yesterday. 
Wow. Now, the investment... That's planning. It is. is. That is planning. Yeah. Now, the investment paid off before Martin even had to make the final run. With a score of 93.3, his first on his first attempt, Martin blitzed the field. I still didn't get to bring out any of my biggest tricks. Uh, It's an amazing feeling to know that my safety run won the event. Won the event, yeah. I'd love to see all his tricks. That's jabbing in the eye of the opposition. It is, isn't it? And as I mentioned in my... Especially the Japanese kitty. There was so much expectation on him. Fifth, I think. I I, I mean, he just powered it. I know. (laughs) Stress. Yeah. Yeah, nerves. Was the the pressure coming from the Aussie? Yeah, that's true. And in the women's, I mentioned uh, Charlotte Worthington, sadly, Team GB. But, you know, the 360 backflip. Which oh, has never yeah. been seen before. That, no, that is a nerve. That's awesome. I know. Can it I makes me wonder, actually, just how many mums and dads are building things in the backyards of Australia at the moment. Well done, because my yep. insight into this was: yes. remember the shooter yes. went to Rio. I think he might have meddled. Yes, but he had a shooting range built in his backyard. That's right. He did, and he only had to walk twenty feet. To That's get, right. To get on the could tools. have breakfast, waddle out the backyard, and have a bang. <laughs> And isn't that what you want? Exactly. That's what you want. That's what you want. If, you want. if you're BMX, you want to be able to just have your breakfast, go in the backyard and have and a start, go. And start jumping. Start jumping. And, of course, in the Winter Olympics, yes. the luge, you wonder how people can do this. Yes. Well, they, they do it because they, they begin very early, very young age, because yes. the dad builds them a, BM, a, a luge track in the backyard. That's right. Now, can I seed an idea with you? Mm. All that money that was going to car parks alongside train stations. Oh, yes. Remember how we've got that diverted to building uh, canoe slalom courses? Yeah, white um, water courses. White water courses. Yeah, yeah. Are you calling now for a BMX track to be built alongside every train station in Australia? I think you should be able to get grants to build a BMX track in your backyard. That much? Yes. Wow, you're going that far. I am. I am. And I think councils should be told that you don't have to put in a DA. You can just do it. You can just do it. And nobody can complain. Who would complain? No, who would complain? Well, I mean, if you're lucky enough to have someone next door building a BMX, you know, track in the backyard, how lucky are you? Exactly. Especially if you've Gives got you a something to look at, you know. A 10-year-old can go next yes. door for hours at a time, set off at 4.30 in the morning and come back at got 9 it. o'clock at night. That's it. Knowing they're Just have your brekkie, waddle out and have a look at someone doing some BMX. Well, have a go yourself. Have a go yourself. You've got to you got the guts. Exactly. exactly. There's a lovely image of uh, the gold medalist uh, mid-flight with both hands off the I know, bike. I saw that. Uh, it's unreal, isn't it? You couldn't see it unless it was uh, slowed down in replay. Correct. You couldn't see it live. It was too quick. Too quick. Yeah. Now... The other thing that uh, looms large... I tell is... you what loomed large is this uh, Italian and the bloke from Qatar sharing the gold medal. I hated that. Did you? I hated that. What, do you want I want to... to see a winner. <laughs> if they were going to share something, they both should have got silver. <laughs> no gold. <laughs> because nobody won. Dodging Armageddon presents popular Japanese sayings. One chopstick, Tom Bay the Mist. Two chopsticks... Shintaro Akikusa. I'm, I'm in two minds, Roy. I, I know I just, you are. I know. You look, I, if there were an Australian there, I would have liked them to jump off. Yeah. Keep going till there was an Australian winner. Sure. But because it was a Qatari and Italian. You didn't care so much. Thanks very much. Yeah. You summed it up. Brandon Stark, on the other hand, fifth, was it? Fifth, A yeah. terrific Plucky jumping. fifth. Plucky fifth, yeah. He, yeah. He, he almost bought it home. He did. I know. And I'll tell you what. It was he, just his, his, his bum got in the way. He just kept clipping it with his bum. I know. That's He's got to have that end. bum shaving stuff going on. That, that's what's got to happen. And, of course, if if there was a Qatari and Brandon and they both yeah. eat 237, I mean, jump yeah. on. Jump on. Now, 
emails. People like to get in touch with us here in Tokyo, and why wouldn't you? Uh, RoyNHG at abc.net.au. That's RoyNHG at abc.net.au is the place to go. Yes, Graham's been in touch. He says, Konnichiwa. I've noticed that Olympic athletes who do not win a medal do not claim that wasn't me out there. They're mad. I can only assume that either, one, they're unaware of this simple phrase, or two, this kind of excuse is against the Olympic spirit and that really was out them out there, but they're happy to admit that they were rubbish. Wow. I think that's right. What would your advice be? My advice would be to say, if you, if you can think of it, say it. Just say, oh, well, it wasn't me out there. You know, I, normally I... Jump. I, normally, I, normally I get gold. <sighs> now... Uh, you mentioned administrators, HG. This has come from Elliot. He says, I've noticed during the weightlifting extensive footage of the backstage area, the coverage has a particular focus on the administration desk as coaches and other officials enter weights for their country. This focus on administrative acts seems unique to weightlifting, and he's absolutely right. I've enjoyed this behind-the-scenes glimpses so much that I propose Channel 7 establishes a dedicated sporting administration channel for the entire Olympics, round-the-clock coverage of all the sporting administrative tasks required. What a good idea. Way to be excited. So you can see people signing people in. Signing people out, you know, checking heights, Look, you know, the high jump, you jumped how far? Oh, okay, make a note I, of that. I've, I've got to go further than that. Mm. $20 billion. I mean, it's not easy. It's, it's bloody hard to spend $20 billion. I'm is, telling you that for a fact. Unless you're building submarines, <laughs> in which case you can do it in 10 minutes. Now, mm. I'd love to see a show that went behind the scenes and said, yes, we're going to put $2 billion into a skate track. Yes, Yes, yeah, BMX skate track. BMX skate track. Also. Yeah, that's and then, also. well, how much is the wood going to cost? And yeah. you're going to have ply, and you're going to have you some have to use marine specs. ply because it's going to be outdoors, and this is going to have it covered. In which case, you probably have to put in a DA. I, I think uncovered ones you don't need a DA. Uh, Barton's been in touch. Uh, he says I've been worried about the Aussie tennis team in Tokyo. You're not alone. They seem to be lacking in confidence, and I'm wondering whether it's got something to do with not having a team name. It's worked a treat for the Boomers, Opals, Hockey Roos, Kookaburras, Matildas, Stingers, Sharks, etc., etc. Do you think there's a culture issue within the tennis team that could be solved by giving them a name? I do. I do. I think, I that's think they do need a name. Remember how the Woodies used to have great fun yeah. because they were had that name. They, they had did. that bond. They had something. Go, Woodies! Yeah, go, That Woodies. sort of call. I yeah. mean, admittedly, there was only two of them. Yeah, I know. But I find I the tennis still... I know. It doesn't quite belong for I know. you. The golfers don't have a name either. No, but they have a mullet. Yeah. They might be called the mullets. Yeah. Oh, they could be great white sharks. Yeah, but remember, Shark was putting his hand up to be the manager of oh, the team. Oh, that's right, he was. Then he dropped off. I think Shark could have bought a little bit yeah, of Yeah, we do have a boat. team called Shark. We do have a Sharks team, don't we? We do. We do. They're, so it'd have to be great whites. Players. Great whites, And the yes. tennis players could be the Rockets, maybe, after Rocket... Ro- the Rockets. Ro- the Rockets. After the Rockhampton Rockets. Yeah. Wow. Anyway... Just That's something for future Olympics, but I agree with that. They need a name. Yeah, they do need a name. Now, um, this is from... Uh, hey, let's not forget they got bronze, Roy. This Rob. Yeah, they got bronze. Yeah, they did. The mixed now, models. the other night when Thorpey was giving a feverish description of uh, Arnie Titmus... Feverish? Feverish, yeah. Uh, killing it in the pool for gold. He said, quote, that it shows that anyone can do this. You can just be an average person, and so long as you put in the time and the effort, you can go all the way. Wow. Wow. How long have we got for that one? Man. That is just... Can that be right? It's not right. It's not right at all. That's... That's madness. Has Thorpey looked at his feet? Has Thorpey looked at his feet? Yes, exactly. 
Oh, exactly. That's way he must off. look at his feet and look at other people's feet and think, oh, they're exactly the yeah. same. They can do it. I can do it. That's, that's, just, that's just mad. It is. And it that's is. selling people a pup because there are a lot of people who listen to Thorpey. There'll be a lot of kids that's... thinking, oh, well, my feet aren't very big, but I might have a swim anyway. I might get cold. No, you're not. Uh, Matthew's been in touch. Konnichiwa. I'm uneasy about the dominance of the German equestrian dressage team. Well, you're not alone there. By comparison, the Australians have underachieved. It's a well-known fact that German-trained horses prefer a fast arena. I'm wondering if you had the opportunity to visit the arena and let the sand run through your fingers. Is it fast sand? If so, I'd suggest the Australians are heavily disadvantaged. Ah, yes. I must admit I haven't felt the sand yet for the dressage because I haven't haven't had a chance to get over there. I bumped into Andrew Hoy a couple of times, you know, the fusion fusion of the horse brain with your brain, that, that bloke. Um... Did you ask about the sand? I didn't think of it. No. Well, we've been to the beach volleyball. We've been to, uh, obviously, the long jump pits and so on. Yes. Where they land. I mean, it's it's great sand. Um, Yeah. And, of course, surfing. I mean, they've got black sand there. Yeah, I know. I know. know. But I I will have a look at the sand. I'll have a look at the sand tonight. Just just finally here, HG, Ari's been in touch. He says... uh, we get to the business end of football competitions. The perennial issue of penalty shootouts will return. Well, we saw penalty shootouts with the hockey just last night. As the English team from Euro 2020 can attest, they are an ugly spectacle. I propose an alternative. At the end of the regulation 90 minutes, if the scores are tied, an additional ball is placed on the pitch for play. And each five minutes with no score, a further ball is added. This multi-ball extravaganza is bound to be both bewildering and entertaining. Could you pull some strings to have this trial in Paris 2024? When it has proven a success, as I'm sure it will be, it could be implemented to break ties in hockey, basketball, water polo, etc. The possibilities are limitless. It's a, I've it's never a heard of idea. This. I've heard of taking the goalies out in, say, oh, in, I have in, too. Yeah, in or, football or, or, hockey. or hockey, taking the sticks away. Yeah, no, that's... So <laughs> then you're bound to get a result. You're bound to get a result. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think adding adding balls would be a brilliant idea. A schooner of Carayo or a teaspoon of Lark Distillery single malt. No argument. This is Dodging Armageddon on ABC Radio. Roy, and just a final thought today on on the budgeting process here. Mm. You know the idea that it's twenty billion US over budget, and oh, yeah. they'll never get that. Oh, it's money twenty back. billion over. Yeah, twenty billion over. Mm. Uh, it's I think it's up to a, a three times the original yeah. budget. Well, I tell you where they would have lost a little bit, HG, because they probably would have been predicated on selling tickets. Ah, uh, yes, selling yes, tickets. I know. You know, uh, well, a lot of people. I think we're not prepared to buy tickets if they couldn't go and sit somewhere and watch it. So many people didn't buy tickets. I, I, I don't think many people have bought many tickets at all. And you can't blame them. I haven't bought any. Why would I? Yeah. Um, so and refunds are going to cost them a lot too. A and the administration are, yeah, of that. I mean, I'd love to see a TV show about that. Yeah. How to administer. And lockdown is is, lockdown, yeah. is expensive as well. Yeah. Now, can I point out that uh, Peter Tulip, chief economist for the Centre of Independent Studies, says who cares about the net economic benefits, sure. they are relatively unimportant, mm. uh, as 2000 was the best party Sydney ever had. That's so true. looking towards Brisbane. That's true. Yeah, That's true. So, I mean, a lot of pressure on Brisbane to be party town. And uh, to beat that budget number. And to beat that budget. They, they've yeah. estimated $5 billion. Well, th- well, that's nonsense. I know. It's absolute nonsense. It is I mean, absolute. I, is that, I, mean, I assume that $5 billion is just for the administrative staff. 
and not for any of the infrastructure. I, I, I assume so too, Roy. I'd say that was the catering budget. Yes, yeah. let's face for it. The catering budget for the administrators. Yeah, this Five is the, billion, that's about right. right. Yeah, that's right. Prices are going to obviously exponentially yes. increase. And who knows where it'll end, but it'll be ending somewhere north of the five. Anyway, uh, that's it for uh, Dodging Armageddon. And join us again when uh, our paths cross again on the journey to Olympic gold. Bye now.